Welcome to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. What is synergy? Synergy, basically, it's what we create when we come together. We have emotional, spiritual, physical energy. When we combine, we create something exponentially more powerful than what we are when we're alone. There's a very popular saying that the sum is greater than the total of its parts. The total is greater than the sum of its parts. We don't have just the ability to combine in the way that we add to each other the way numbers. I I give the example of addition versus multiplication versus exponentially. What's the difference? I'm gonna give three examples that I actually pre-did the math for, for the show today. Let's talk about the numbers two and seven. Okay, so two plus seven is nine. Two times seven is 49. Okay, now 14. That's right, seven times seven is 49. That's seven to the second power. Yeah, nine, 14, 49. Okay, the way before we think about that in terms of physical, emotional, social energy, let's take two other numbers. Now, these are the ones that I couldn't get in my head all the way to the very end. The numbers four and eight, okay? Four plus eight equals 12. Four times eight equals 32. Four to the eighth power is 65,536. Okay, well, you know, let's, let's reverse it though. Eight to the fourth power, that's 4,096. Okay, so that's, that's pretty important. One is the base, one is the exponent. Okay, so let's think about another number. Um, five and nine. Okay, five plus nine is 14. Five times nine is 45. Five to the ninth power is 1,953,125. But what's nine to the fifth power? When you, when you do nine plus five, it's still 14. When you do nine times five, it's still 45. But nine to the fifth power is 59,049. So sometimes when you change the elements of the combination, yeah, that, that is a manifestation in a different way. When we have emotional energy, when we have social energy and we combine with other people, some people are like the base in a relationship and some people are like the exponents. Yeah, one one definitely affects the other in a completely different way. But when we're talking about synergy in relationships, there are going to be things that we do that will be the source of the elements in the relationship. And then there are going to be things that we do that affect the effect of that behavior that augment that source in a very powerful way. And I've always said, power comes with responsibility. And responsibility comes with accountability. Today, I actually wanna talk about jealousy. That's a very powerful force in a relationship. It's a very powerful element in a relationship. I've been talking to a lot of people on the streets just in the last few days because there's some um, construction going on in the greater Phoenix area. And I know that a lot of people are taking public transportation just because it's faster and it's easier and it's less of a headache than traffic. So I I talk to all different kinds of people about all different kinds of topics because I really do want to understand not just what's on social media, but what's in the social energy of the place where I'm living. 
I've always known I've been very different from other people. So sometimes I just have to check in <laughs> with other people and say, what are you thinking about this? Or how do you feel about this? What's really the most important thing to you personally? Off the record, okay? I won't tell anyone what you said. I'm just going to go ahead and let everyone know what people are saying. But you don't have to worry. I won't tell anyone your name or where I saw you, or who you are. Okay, well then you know what? People are actually very willing to tell me things that they might not otherwise, because they don't wanna to have to deal with the social repercussions of everybody hating them for their opinion. But there's something that I saw on a show recently that made me just, wow, that's, that's a pretty, pretty important thing in relationships. That's jealousy. Okay, yeah, actually it also, kind of factored in with sexual harassment and then rape and wow it just exponentially increased the theme the topic we really do need to understand the two elements that create jealousy and and the question is is it even an, a normal or a healthy okay because normal doesn't always mean healthy feeling is it is it a normal behavior to be defensive or okay let's just start what is jealousy okay because we can get way out in the left field because it is so emotional and powerful two things create jealousy which is insecurity there's the the base of the fear right that's the insecurity and then there's the provocation of that fear actually making it exponentially worse Okay, so when you think about your relationships, personal relationships you've been in, and we are going to open up the lines. I know this is a new day and time for my show, so I might not have the same viewers. It might take them a while to find me <laughs> here Saturday morning. Um, what What is the insecurity and what is the provocation that someone else could create? You know what? Again, there is no neutral energy. It's either positive or negative energy that you are bringing to a social situation. That could be a familiar situation, you know, family members. It could be a romantic situation. It could be a social. It could be a professional situation. Any situation that you are combining your energy with somebody else's energy, interacting with them. It doesn't even have to be directly interacting. It could be from a distance. When you behave around other people who behave in response to you, if one of you is insecure, without the provocation, you don't have to exacerbate that insecurity and augment the insecurity. Well, you know what? There could be someone who's provocational. They are literally looking for a fight. They are looking for the opportunity to create a situation, a negative situation. But you know what? If you're not insecure, you're never going to afford them that opportunity. Okay, so the two things that need to exist in order for jealousy to even begin are the insecurity and the provocation of that, the exacerbation of that insecurity. Okay, so I always think about when it comes to how you behave. Well, you need to be respectful. That should be a very basic human element of relationships, interaction, any kind of relationship, any kind of interaction, respect, respectful. Well, how about respectable? What is respect even? You know what? Respect is actually honor and highly valuing someone or something else. 
I'm going to open up the phone lines to the show today when we come back in our second segment. So, um, but I'm still going to cover a few things before we go to our first break. And the number, if you want to call in and ask me a question or even tell me a personal story that we could have as a discussion, it's 888-627-6008. That's BBS Radio. Okay, so when we're talking about respect, what's respectful? What's respectable? Do we even know if we have respect that's highly valuing someone, that's giving them honor and dignity? Well, should that be something perfunctory? My husband, he's Mexican. He comes from a, a culture where I don't care who you think you are. You will behave in a respectful way to me. Okay. Um, that was tough for me when I first signed up with him because there were people in his family that did very, very horrible things. I did not have genuine emotional honor and appreciation for the way they were behaving. I didn't respect them, but you know what? You need to behave in a respectful way. Okay. Hmm. But that, that kind of then broaches a subject of trust because to me, that's lying. Okay. We'll come back to that. And then I believe in the third segment today, talking about that too. Now, when we're talking about, are you respectable? Yeah, people may behave in a respectful way to you, but if you're not respectable, do you deserve that? And if you don't, if you're not respectful or if you're not respectable, is that going to provoke friction that will either create insecurity or stimulate that, that provocation to create jealousy? What is respect in your mind? What do you consider respectable behavior? And based on your own standards, what is respectful? Well, you know what? When we're talking about trust, that's about what's you. You trusting the other person if you have issues around relationships that are not necessarily going to manifest in a good way as you have this dynamic with this other person, well, then ask yourself, before we even get into any of that, are you relationship material? Do you do things that compromise other people's trust in you? Well, do you genuinely not trust other people? Maybe you've never even thought about it. Trust means you are able to uh, hope for the best, right? And actually expect the best. That requires having respect as a general modus operandi. That's valuing people before you even get to know them, giving them the benefit of the doubt before they ever have a chance to disappoint you. Going into a relationship with positive energy, positive thoughts, positive intentions, constructive intentions. Okay, well, that's that's nice on paper. It's nice to say that in the beginning. Yes, I have a good intention. I have a good motivation. I have a very good goal. Okay, well, then we have that other little thing called uh, interaction. Okay, well, certain things are going to be stimulating in a good way. Some things are going to be stimulating in a bad way. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a very um controversial topic but everyone has a very strong opinion can a man and a woman just be friends think about what you think about that we're going to take a real quick break my name is gabrielle cardona this is the power of synergy on bbs radio
Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Now, today I'm inviting people to call in or to um, write in, and I'm looking periodically here at my email. Um, the phone number, if you want to call in, is 888-627-6008. And the email address is synergyrelationshipcoaching at gmail.com, which I will be um, refreshing periodically. Okay, so bear with me here. I'm trying to multitask with my technology. <laughs> And my producer, Don, thank you so much for being patient with me today. Um, now, what we're talking about is the synergy of jealousy. Is, is jealousy actually a good thing? Could it be a good thing? Well, not really, because while you may be concerned about something, there, your jealousy is your body's way of saying, okay, this is a situation that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but it needs to immediately be addressed and eliminated. That's the point. The jealousy has that insecurity as well as the provocation of it, the exacerbation of it. You need to not be insecure as a general lifestyle and you need to not be provocational. Yeah, I'm provocative. Yeah, provocative is a good thing. Provocational is proactively making a bad situation worse, knowingly making a bad situation even worse. Okay, so let me ask a question, just throw a universal question out there. Can a man and a woman just be friends? Well, we've had a couple of different movies so we've talked about that different subject. Well, basically what it comes down to is no, a man and a woman can't be friends. Okay, well, I take exception to that rule. Ask me why, because I was a virgin when I got married and okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'll just come right out and say it. I'm attractive. Yeah, a lot of men all day, every day are very interested in me and they seduce me with their, okay, honey, take a number, okay? Because like 10 times a day, I get men trying to come on to me and you know what? You know what really works? First of all is saying, we're never going to have sex. Do you still want to talk to me? Okay, that eliminates about 98% of them. The other 2% are, hmm, well, I don't know, we just might. Well, some of them say, okay, I actually appreciate that you and I aren't going to have sex because you're being honest with me. I like you. I genuinely like you. Believe it or not, my best friend before I got married was a man. Okay, well, he died recently. The other person in my life who was very, very important to me and still to this day is vitally important to me is a man. How come my husband is okay with that? Because he knows that there's no way I would ever be sexually attracted to, involved with those people. Yeah, they're my friends. It's very important. It is okay to have a platonic relationship, but that's only because I was told from a very young age, you only get to have sex with the one person that you're going to spend forever with. And you have to make sure that that person that you select forever with is the one. Can you do that? Yeah, I'm 46. I've been married for 27 years. My husband's the only man I've ever sexually been with. And I have absolutely no problem saying no, 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 no. 27 times a day to 20 men who are genuinely interested in me and seven men who are just pathetic. They just know that they're being watched. So they're going to try and hit on me and I'm going to say no and shoot them down. I think that's unfortunate. But you know what? When you know in the very beginning, 
you are not going to do it, it's actually pretty easy to continue to maintain that standard of, no, you're not my mate. So it's okay for me to not have sex with you. And we can still have a platonic relationship. Well, the question is, could could we at some point have a sexual relationship? Most people don't think marriage is forever. It's not even until death do us part anymore. It's yeah, until we divorce, until we get tired of each other. Well, you know what? That's that's really not very respectful, and it's not respectable. Do you know what your own standards are for yourself first? And then do you know what your standards are for other people that are not conditional? Well, you know what? They need to be predetermined. But the most important thing to remember, too, when it comes to sexuality is that we're all very vulnerable. Vulnerable in different ways because sex has different elements. We've got the physical, we've got the mental, we've got the emotional, and yeah, the spiritual, which is the energy that we have that unites our mind and our heart and our body. Those are pretty, those are pretty powerful forces to be reckoned with. When we're vulnerable, things can change. Things inside of us change. And what we're doing physically, externally, okay, this may be still the same thing, but when internally something inside of us has changed, it doesn't matter what's going on externally. The source of who we are and what we do is internal. Do you know your vulnerability? Do you know your inherent weaknesses, your tendencies of the nature of your personality? You might not. You need to know that. It's your responsibility to know yourself because it's your obligation to always be honest with the people that you will inevitably have a relationship with. What kind of relationship? A sexual relationship? A platonic relationship? You don't know? Well, then you're very irresponsible. Sexual harassment. You know what? When we're talking about things like being treated in a respectful way, well, you have to be a respectable kind of person. I, I was really actually kind of surprised when I was watching this, this episode of Law and Order. A woman literally went to a rock concert. She saw this performer, this rock star, and she was so turned on. And from beginning to end, the question was, did he rape you? Well, what what is crossing a line? She didn't really want to say the whole time what she had done because, you know, it didn't matter. The minute the minute I said no, it needed to stop. Really? Okay, well, do you know that men and women are very different the way that they are built? And this is another thing that a lot of a lot of Americans, especially American women, don't appreciate or agree with me about, um, you have to have standards. You have to know that when you have power as a woman, a man is not like you. Yes, we can prove that we are just like men. Men will never be like women. They do have biological processes that nature, I call it God, has put in them to do things like make babies. We can go and go and go and go. Women can be um, socially provocative. We can be emotionally stimulating. We can be mentally 
engaging. And you know what happens? A man gets excited when he gets excited. I know not everybody likes to hear me say it, but men only have enough blood for one head at a time. Yes, what he would do and be if he was not stimulated in that way is very different than what he will do and be when he is. Do you care that there is a point where you've crossed the line? You have literally changed who he is. Ladies, when you have said or done something that is willfully, deliberately provocational, well, because it's provocative without concern for their well-being. Do you care? Do you respect? Do you behave, first of all, in a respectful way? Then do you behave in a respectable way? I literally went and, and spoke directly to women and asked them a survey question. Is there any point where a woman is behaving where she can't say no anymore because everything she is, everything she said, everything she's done says yes, 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 yes. You don't have a right to say no anymore. Nope. He can be on top of you. He can like right on the verge of inside of you. Hell, he can even, even be inside of you. But the minute you say no, he has to stop. Okay, well, you know what? That's very disrespectable and very disrespectful. Okay, you can't, you can't do that. You can't be that. Well, apparently legally you have a right to on this law and order. Yes, absolutely. She did everything inappropriate and disrespectful and, and absolutely uncalled for. And she's still, well, because she did say no once. Okay, great. So you won the legal case, but you know what? You're not respectable. You're unrespectable by men. Well, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks of me. Okay, now you're being disrespectful. Okay, well, you know what? Thinking about it just this way, why do people want to have sex so much? Why do people, why is it so attractive? And this is what I tell people. If you had the elements of sex in your life without the sex, you wouldn't need the sex. I call it a dose of happiness. It's an acronym, D-O-S-E. D is for dopamine. O is for oxytocin. S is serotonin. And E is endorphins. Okay, you know what? When we have an orgasm, all four of those chemicals are released. Those chemicals are also released in various activities throughout the day. A large part of them being synthetic like drugs, okay? We have different um, chem chemicals that can stimulate those chemicals inside of us. The only other activity that can in daily life be produced in the same way that an orgasm can is laughter. An orgasm can do that to you. Well, you know what? So can a really good genuine laugh, not fake laugh, okay? Actual genuine laughter. When you have that existence, when you have that kind of lifestyle where you are genuinely having the pleasure that your body is saying, that's fulfilling, that's satisfying, that's gratifying, you don't need to use sex as a weapon. You don't need to use sex as a fulfillment of a hole in your soul because we do need. Do, do you know what dopamine does for you? Do you know what oxytocin does for you? The serotonin, the endorphins, different personalities like each one of those four chemicals, preferably more than the other three. SJs love dopamine because it gives you a sense of fulfillment. NFs love oxytocin because it's warm and stuff and bonding. NTs love serotonin because it gives you the stimulation and the sense of um, pursuing and 
success in a, a mental state and SPs love endorphins because it gives you the energy to physically do more things. Well, but yeah, ask yourself, do you know how to laugh in life? Do you have things in life that are providing laughter for you? If you don't, then you're more inclined to pursue sex or sexual behaviors. And if you're not getting it, then you wanna masturbate. And you know what? You're taking the humanity out of your sexuality. That's going to create a hole in your soul. And that's going to be the foundation for disrespectful behavior to others and disrespect for yourself, not respectable behavior. Okay, so thinking now about those different topics, what do you do with others? What do you do with yourself? What is your lifestyle like? Hmm. We're going to talk about terms and conditions of relationships. And this is where it's very important. It's critical. It's absolutely vital for you to be honest with yourself and with others. When we come back, we're going to talk about the terms and conditions of relationships to prevent jealousy from ever happening in the first place. You're listening to The Power of Synergy, and now you're watching it on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Welcome back to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona, and today we're talking about the synergy of jealousy. What is jealousy and how does it work? Well, today we're covering a lot of different topics related to jealousy. And the first thing that I brought out in the show today is there have to be two elements in order for jealousy to exist and continue. There's the insecurity and then there's the provocation. That's the negative feeling to begin with, and then the negative behavior to exacerbate the already negative feeling. Let me ask you this. Now, we kind of talked about the can a man and woman be friends? Yeah, if sex isn't a factor, and if you know from the very beginning, do not be provocational. Be very, very honest. Okay, well, can you not be insecure? Well, one of the things that really flips me out about insecurity, and just to me, that's almost just weakness, because you can you can claim insecurity, but this is living together but not getting married. Why? Why would you do that? Do you? Why don't you sign on the dotted line? Why would you date someone and date someone and date someone and date and never fully commit to the commitment of the life? choice to be with that person i don't understand that if you move in with someone and you do everything that moving in even having children with each other that you know what i've always understood that to me that's a privilege of marriage is of a commitment of a lifestyle choice because when you're talking about the way you spend your time the way you spend your money the way you invest your emotional resources the way you make the decisions 
in your mind, even when the person isn't away, you have to have the philosophy of whatever the person that you're living with can handle. You do have to give that consideration and that priority and that self-sacrificing and that discipline to the investment of the arrangement. What Do you know what you really want in life? Do you know what they want in life? Are you, not do you, are you, are you willing to do and be those things for that person? Well, if not, then why in the world, why in the world are you living with them? Why are you going through the motions of everything that comes with the the privilege of commitment that demands the loyalty if you're not really committed? That's not respectful and it's not respectable. You know what? A lot of people have just excuse me, said, well, you know what? I want all the the perks and the benefits without necessarily wanting to do all the work. So what I'm going to do is detach. Oh my gosh. Okay. When you detach, you disconnect part of yourself. Think about, you know, girls just want to have fun. Okay. Fun is code for sex. Okay. Yeah. We want to sleep around and we don't want to have any consequences and we don't want to have any real responsibilities. Yeah. Men can sleep around. So can women. Okay, well, being neutral, I say being neutral, neuters, okay? It actually takes away the the part of your soul that connects it all together. You cannot be physically, but not emotionally. No, 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 emotionally, but not mentally vested in what you're doing. You can't, when you have to disconnect and say, I don't care about your well-being, that takes away your humanity. That takes away your soul and you know it and the other person knows it. Nothing good can come from a relationship that's basically me first. Bottom line, me first. After I get everything I want, then I'll decide if you are worth it. Because you know what? I don't care. Okay, well, there is no neutral energy. It's either positive energy or it's negative energy. And I don't care qualifies as negative energy. That creates insecurity. You are literally creating insecurity inside another person that wasn't there before. You are creating a situation that could turn into extreme jealousy. Well, you know what? If you're the kind of person who's going to provoke insecurity in someone else, you are going to exacerbate that, just making it that much worse. Do you know the person that you're with? Do you do they know you? Do you even think about your effect on them or, or you not telling them, them wondering about you and that insecurity that spills over into every part of your life? Now, you know what? Let's take a step back from relationships and think about um, jealousy in a lifestyle. Okay. Forget relationships. Father, daughter, I mean, not in romantic relationships, father, daughter. Um, can be very, very jealous as well. And this is something that I saw personally in one of my clients this last week. We were doing some um, work on his business and his his English isn't, isn't too good. He was having a problem with a medical procedure that he didn't necessarily want to go through, but he was worried about his English. So he asked me to do a personal favor for him. Could you come 
and talk to my daughter about what's going on and, um, you know, talk to her about what I want to have done. She's not listening to me. <laughs> She's not listening to me. And I said, sure, because she might not know the resources for this particular procedure. A lot of people in the community don't know that you can go to different clinics and you need to get the paperwork. We need to work out the logistics, the translator for you. Sorry about that technical difficulty. Let me just be the translator for you in this situation. Well, yeah, I can talk to her about a lot of different things, not only about the procedure, but about your preferences and about the questions that you have and how we can go ahead and, and tap into great community resources. Wow. I did not know that when I walked through the door, his daughter would be furious that there was another woman in his life besides her. Yeah. I I was just helping him learn about his business online because he needed some technical help. This was sort of a little just personal favor I was doing for him. She became so emotionally overwhelmed with my involvement in her father's life that that jealousy was really, really triggered inside of her she ended up having to walk out of the room she could not she literally could not be in the room with me there because what I was saying and what I was doing was making her very insecure I didn't do anything provocational that insecurity was already there I wasn't jealous of her she was very jealous of me and it made her completely freak out Okay, so I basically went back to him and said, we can't do this. I am not going to take an already insecure situation, which is your daughter. She, her passionate feelings for you are indescribable. And they literally have the ability to paralyze her to the point of walking out the door. He said, you're right. You're right. We're not going to do this. Okay, so you want to talk about how I use my credit card machine online? Or do I just do it with myself when I'm like, perfect. Let's go ahead, take a step back and get back into business where we originally were. You have to know that anybody, any situation can be provoked, it can be exacerbated, or it can be subdued and diffused. There is no neutral energy. You are either making a situation better or you're making it worse, period. Do you believe that? Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to diffuse a situation and decompress a situation and relax very negative feelings for whatever reason they're there so you know what when we come back we're going to take another quick break when we come back we're going to talk about what are the real threats genuine threats to a relationship that would trigger very genuine jealousy but it needed to be taken down or was it well when do you actually just need to walk away because the threats are more than that they're actual potential manifestation we're going to go ahead and, and ask again the listeners the viewers if they have any questions about these these things i'm going to be bringing up some pretty good topics in this next segment so keep that in mind again the number is 888-627-6008 this is the power of synergy on bbs radio i'm your host gabrielle cardona
Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona, and today we're talking about the synergy of jealousy. What is jealousy? How does it begin? How does it continue? And is it ever a deal breaker in a relationship? How does it work? Okay, well, what are the real threats to a relationship that could potentially create jealousy but that are bad enough to be a, a huge red flag and a deal breaker, you need to walk away from the relationship because it's not just about your own insecurity. This is genuine problem areas in a relationship. Okay, well, one of them is, let me go ahead and want to make sure I cover them all. First of all, let's just start with same gender friendships are just as threatening to a relationship as an opposite sex friendship or sexual infidelity. I do, I do genuinely believe that there have been times when men cared more about their, their guy friends than about their woman. And there are women who have cared more about their girlfriends than about their, their man, their husband. Those, those are very real problems simply because when a man and a woman come together and they're in a committed relationship, they need to come first with each other. Even if that is now, once removed, being able to say, yes, honey, you come first. I'm going to let you know and ask your permission to put this other person first in this way, in this time. I care more about what you think and how you feel than what I want. So if you're okay with that, then I will temporarily put this other person, male or female, ahead of you. It's only when you have the expressed consent, the very clear approval of the person that you're with to do that. And you know what, believe it or not, if you are respectful and respectable with the person that you're with, they're actually pretty generous people. Love is really cool that way. Love will make you be and do and allow things that, yeah, if you didn't love that person, you never would. So keeping that in mind, what are deal breakers? Let's see, I've got one, two, three, four of them here. Okay, first of all, um, disclosing relationship secrets, private information that only the couple is privy to why well you know what when you start bringing other people in to your relationship you have broken that trust that is going to create insecurity in a relationship knowingly giving other people information about that person and by that that includes you with that person right you're compromising the quality of your relationship because you are opening the door for insecurity, and that could um, turn into jealousy. Okay, the second one is uh, the person, another person taking priority over your spouse when your spouse has very clearly, or your partner, your when they have very clearly said, no, this is absolutely not acceptable for this situation, for our lifestyle, for our home, for you, right? relative to me to do well the minute you say yeah you know what actually it is I don't care what you think I don't care what you need I don't care what you say I really do have this other person or this other thing that is more important than you because what that translates to is I don't love you as much as I love this other thing 
Well, you know what? In a relationship, love is unselfish. You do have to love the other person more than you love anyone or anything else. Well, you know what? That brings me to my next one is family members. Yeah, family members can be just as important to you as your spouse. You know what? In some cultures, family is more important than your spouse, your mate, your partner. You know what? That The only time that's okay is if that person has given consent, that permission to their partner to put another family member ahead of them in the relationship. And there has got to be a huge quo for that quid. You know what? A huge payoff. Whatever it is that the person who is putting family ahead of the relationship, whatever they're getting out of that has to be very, very worth it in the end for the partner who's making that sacrifice. Do you believe that what you are doing either as the one giving the concession or the one overstepping that usually very solid line. Is there, is it worth it to you? Is the payoff going to be? And it's only if that's 100%. If there is even a tiny little bit of insecurity, the answer is no, you cannot. Because when that insecurity starts, it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. It has to be something that you know for a fact is not going to undermine your relationship. Most relationships are not capable of that. They do not have that capacity to endure that situation because, again, <laughs> communication is absolutely vital. Most people don't know how to communicate about their feelings. And a big one that, again, is vulnerability. When we're talking about how and when and in what ways we're vulnerable to each other, that's that's a very tough thing for us to even admit to ourselves. So again, in order to be relationship material, do you know where you are vulnerable? And are you capable of discussing your vulnerabilities in an honest way, in a respectful way, always with the person that you're with? Now, one of the some of the things that um here now sex in the city issues okay i actually had four of them here you know what when we're talking about single hold on she called it ssb secret single behaviors what what single secret behaviors that that's things that your mate is never gonna know that you do right there you are deliberately, proactively doing things that will instigate insecurity. You are going to create insecurity by depriving someone of that information about you because then their imagination is going to go crazy because they don't know you're not being honest. Or how about your, um, I'll be damned if I apologize first. She was literally on the verge of saying, I'm sorry for her stupidity and her immaturity. Well, when she walked in the door, she saw he wasn't going to apologize. And she was like, fine, then I'm not going to apologize either. Okay, honey, you're not relationship material. Okay, yeah, you need to be the one to apologize first. And you need to be willing to acknowledge that you need to apologize. Another one is, um, oh, yes, the uh, group of friends. You know what? When you have a group of friends or a, a social whatever 
dynamic with someone or something that your mate is not allowed to be a part of, like these four girls, these four women, where does a man fit into this life, this lifestyle, this social dynamic? You know what? When your friends or your social commitments are more important than your relationship, well, you know what? One of the things that one of them did, she was actually telling her friends about his very embarrassing, very personal secrets. She actually came right out and said in public, well, I told everyone about the size of your... Wow. Okay. So clearly you're not relationship material, but this is what we're getting from the media. This is what we're getting as, yeah, you know what? This is, this is good. This is normal. This is healthy. Well, you know what? It's all about trust. When we come back in the last part of our show, we're going to be talking about trust. What is genuine trust and how can it be created in a relationship? I'm Gabrielle Cardona. This is the power of synergy on BBS radio. This is the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. So today we've been talking about the synergy of jealousy and the elements that must exist in order for jealousy to continue. Well, obviously, we're talking about trust. Now, when you have trust, you're not going to be jealous. You're not going to be afraid. Jealousy is fear of losing something to someone or something else. That can be another person. It can be an experience of a priority. It could be a potential situation. It, what is trust? Well, it's the confidence that you don't have to worry about someone or something else hurting you, doing damage to you. Do you believe that the person that you're with has the capacity and maybe the desire to do things that are going to create pain inside of you? Then you don't trust them. And what kind of value do you put on trust? How can you quantify the value of trust? Yeah, what's it worth? It's invaluable. Now, when we're thinking about a relationship, again, it's about the communication the honesty, yeah, you have to be able to say everything about everything at all times. That means you have to know what it is at all times. You have to have a self-awareness and then you have to be able to accurately, right, express what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you want and what you need. The truth is my husband doesn't trust other men. He doesn't. I actually called him earlier in the week and I said, okay, so I just met this guy in Starbucks and he actually wants me to do some work with him, you know, some business work, but I don't know, we're going to be doing this and that and this. I literally tell him everything about everything about everything all the time that he's in absolutely no way any part of. And I say, what do you think? And he said, mm -hmm, he wants to sleep with you. And I said, okay, so should I take the job or shouldn't I? <laughs> Why? Why would my husband be okay? He's like, yeah, okay, sure. 
uh, why would he be okay? I travel out of town to work with, with colleagues and clients and, and he's not with me. I go to hotel rooms and you know what? The guy is like on the other side of the other hotel room. So he, he doesn't, my husband doesn't trust other men. Why does he trust me? Because I always tell him everything. And I always do it in a respectful way. And when he says, I'm not comfortable with that, I say, great, okay. Then I will never, ever, ever do anything that will upset you, that will create or cause that insecurity in you because we are more important than me. You are more important than this. Okay, well, that's, that's a simple concept. How easy is it to do? Well, are you always honest with yourself first? My father, I love this. I love telling this. And in every show, I'm pretty sure just about every show you're going to hear this. One day, my dad and I were going at it. And yeah, I was I was putting on a, a pretty good con. And all of a sudden, because usually we can we could have fun and go toe to toe. And he said, honey, be very careful. And I said, why? He said, because when you lie to strangers, you're going to miss out on some great opportunities in life. And when you lie to your friends and family, you die alone. Because they don't trust you. They leave you. You don't even have them left as friends or family. But when you lie to yourself, it's all over for you. You don't even have you left. You may as well pack it all up. And I went, whoa. When you start believing your own lies, what's real? What, what's of content? What's of quality? Do you even know? Yeah, well, people just assume certain things are universal. No, they're not. You have to know yourself in order to be able to 100% all of the time be totally and completely honest with everybody, especially the people that are most important to you. Your intimate relationships are the most important things in your life. Yes, your job is important. Yes, your money is important. Yes, your social status, your possessions, they're important. But you know what's vital in life? your relationships. And you know what? When you're not completely open with everybody about everything, their imagination goes wild and crazy. And they're wondering not about the bad things. They're wondering about the things they don't know. And I really like it when my kids laugh at me and they make fun of me because I'm a horrible liar. Yeah, you know what? I I can't tell an untruth. But you know what? I'm a horrible secret keeper too. And when I have to keep a secret, it's only as a personal gift to another person. <sighs> to me, keeping a secret is lying. Because when you have to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God, there's a reason for that. Because when you add a little bit or when you take a little bit away, the entire story changes. The image that people have in their mind completely changes and it actually then does damage it compromises your trust worthiness your trust ability yeah would you trust you and well okay i don't i don't really trust you but we'll go ahead and stay together can you continue in a relationship where that mutual respect doesn't exist where there is fear just over not knowing something is that going to continue? Okay, yeah, you may live 100 years. You may be married 80 of those years. But a really good song from the 80s that I liked was Time. And the lyrics were, they've got nothing but time. 
you know, people, people may be together for a long time, but if it's not a high quality existence together, if it's not a good quality relationship together, then it's worthless. It's meaningless. So keeping in mind today that jealousy, it's about insecurity and then the provocation of that exacerbation of that insecurity. I'm going to repeat it again, just because it's my principles. Everything synergy is what we create when we come together. There is no neutral energy. Ask yourself, when you come together with people, what energy are you bringing into that? What are your motivations? What are your intentions when you come together with people? And when you have the power over people, power is a force to be reckoned with. Power comes with responsibility. When you have that power, you have the responsibility to use it in a healthy and proactive and unselfish way. So power then comes with that responsibility. Responsibility is accountability. Even if other people in your life don't hold you accountable, life and nature will. What you create when you come together you are accountable for. Thanks again for watching The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. Again, we're going to keep the, the show on Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock Pacific time. That's 11 o'clock um, Eastern time. My name is Gabrielle Cardona. I'm a relationship coach. Thank you so much for watching The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio.